Super excited to be here. I'm your co-host, Michelle Tolson. And I'm Joe Nickel. Oh, I cut it. <laughs> I wanted to catch you off guard. You sure did. And you scared our listeners at the same time. Was but that's it really okay. loud? was it really loud? <laughs> With the cutest co-host in the whole universe is what I was going to say. Oh, wow. We expanded. It used to just be the little town I'm from. We're in the universe. I love that. Um Michelle, I love being a co-host with you. I can't believe it's already season seven. We've had six wonderful seasons of fantastic guests, knowledge. I say this all the time. I feel like people are always out there getting all these educations. And we, you and I do a podcast together. And we've had, like, I don't even know how many, like dozens of guests. Over 80 episodes in, Joe. I mean, but like, so, and they're all roughly a little under an hour. I mean, that's like 80 hours of just us getting to listen to masters i have a master's now because of our podcast i I mean honestly i mean it's like having that many guest teachers and they all have done it for for out of the greatness of their heart and sharing their passion people would pay a lot this is for y'all i mean to listen to all i'm saying is that what i'm saying is these people would normally charge what they deserve to charge uh, to speak at uh, a university or to speak on a panel or to do something. And they've all been so kind and joined us and, and sharing with us. So we're so, and so I want to thank all of our sponsors who have been on the, the podcast Thrive Dance Experience and Joe Nickel. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I want to shout out Deanna Bolando though. She does edit our podcast and she does a great job because sometimes we are a hot mess and there are dogs barking and birds chirping and things falling over. And so thank bracelets you. Bracelets jingling and... <laughs> All kinds of things happening uh, and us last minute saying, oh, we need this episode edited. And she probably, and and she never huffs and puffs to our face. (laughs) She sure doesn't. She really does like us. And I would like to shout out our, who did our music. Our Joey Trombino. Yeah. Still, I love that song. I do too. That song. My daughter likes it. You got to see it on stage this year for one of my solos. I I know. I'm telling you. Dance judges out there, competition judges, and dancers, keep your eyes open because if you hear Joe Michelle's dance podcast, if anyone wants a solo for two let hour, dance, let, let Michelle know. know any any style. Actually, she'll teach any, any style. style. Yes, I'm proficient in hula and everything else. I'm so not. All right, Joe, I have a question for you. <laughs> okay, take it away. Oh yeah, yeah. What's up? Tell me what's on your mind, Michelle. That should be a new segment. What's on your mind, Michelle? No, you don't want to. What do you want to know about me, Michelle, that you already don't well, know? Well, I want to know, in our seven seasons, what's been your biggest takeaway? I was hoping you would say favorite guest. I'm kidding. Um, no, I would never do that. That's offline. <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh, what's biggest takeaway? <laughs> um, a, the biggest takeaway has been the reflection of being a dance educator myself, of learning what I can incorporate more into my classroom, what maybe a little bit less, how to be more of a versatile dance educator, depending on who, what, and where I'm teaching. Um, That's been a great reflection. It's been calming to know and hear other people's stories probably more than anything. Uh, I think one of the hardest things to do 
that a lot of guests have done is ending your prof- you work so hard and put in so many hours training as a professional dancer uh it's a shorter chapter than you realize i think and and then knowing you have the skill set and resources to do it if you want to and i think there's a big part of like if you want to yes you have to put the work in but it starts with wanting to and knowing like i want to do this and i remember the feeling of being scared of where I wouldn't even want to think of it. I was so scared of trying to have to do something else besides this industry. And I have, like I've had other jobs that were non-dance thing, but I've always had a dance something job, teaching, choreographing, whatever. I remember being so scared. I didn't even want to think about it. Like, so therefore it was kind of this, like, I have to do this, uh, which I know I didn't have to, but to, I think, spread the joy that I think I have and to experience that joy I had to fill up my joy cup constantly, fill it up, dump it out, fill it up, pour it out uh, and let it overflow. I was like, I have to do this. So I think uh, that was probably my biggest takeaway was learning and being inspired by others that have as well, because we still have to do it. Right. Oh yes. All the time. It doesn't matter how long you've been teaching. Right. Yeah. um, Okay, so I'm going to change the subject. Mine's not dance related. Um, you and I talk a lot. We've become good friends over this, which I absolutely love. Uh, what is um, what do you feel? Because I've had this conversation recently with people. Uh, do you feel like you're an old soul or a new soul? Maybe it's because it's oh. around Halloween time that we're, we're recording this. I'm definitely an old. Soul. And tell me about have you thought like can you reflect to your childhood? Because I think that's so interesting. Now having a daughter, I look at her to see like. I think she has a little bit of both maybe right now. Sure maybe some, there's some sure old soul does. in her, but there is maybe it's just being a child, the youth that's in her. But I feel like she's a little bit more of an old soul. Mark, my husband's an old soul. I am a little bit a more of a new soul. I, I feel I'm a little bit more naive. And, uh, but I, how, when did you realize that? Or can you reflect back to your childhood and recognize that at all? Or your up like upbringing or like, when did nope. you realize that? I realized that as I became an adult and what I gravitated toward and what I felt good doing. And it was never, I want, it never wanted to be in the new fashions. I like fashion. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm a fashionista, but I like fashion Um, or the music I gravitated toward. Um, Yeah. I just, I just felt good in certain genres in certain timeframes in certain decades. Mm -hmm. I will always love anything Motown. I mean, I guess musically, like I put on old jazz records there. There's a part of me that I feel like a new soul, but I have such a curiosity of, of, of generations before me. I love hearing old stories, old Hollywood stories, old comedy stories. I, I don't love think that, that makes you old. Story. That's what I'm saying. I appreciate. Love. I think that's why we get along. I get along with old souls. I bet you if I do my, right. my friend, old people's, what you're <laughs> soul, um, I think if I looked at my, circle of like friends and like close influencers i think i bet you a lot of them have old souls oh yeah from the people i i've met through you that you um either work with or or gravitate toward i agree with that what about you what's your circle what's your circle like off the top of your head the circle of life that i have the lion king (laughs) uh it's funny because my circle because i think i'm an old soul is new yeah my circle tends to be people that are generally younger than me. I'm the grandma in the group. 
Um, but I think that that refreshes me having that young energy coming at me. And by young, I don't mean 20 somethings. I mean, in the forties, late thirties or yeah, I just want to be clear. I'm not yeah. talking about 18 year olds. I'm just, yeah, I, I think I, I gravitate toward that because of, of where I feel comfortable as in, in being an old soul. I do enjoy the new energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you bring uh, a very freshness of energy, but backed by like, I'm but backed by, but backed by a calmness of wisdom. I think that's why I really love who you are as a person because you have such a, um, you have such a like everything's gonna be okay, calming. You have such a great cadence to your life where you're at, and I know you've been through a lot in your life, and I didn't know you previous, and I didn't really know you during a lot of the things you've been through in your life. But where you're at now, there is such a you have such a consistent cadence. And I think you're very, I've recognized in my adulthood, I found the people who, the people that are my closest are who ground me the most, because I think because maybe the new soul of me wants to fly free and flap around and be in 10 places at once. I needed everyone to ground me. My husband is very much that he's grounded. That's me like why, no that's why him and I are besties. But I that's know, also why yeah. you and I are besties because your energy keeps me renewed and refreshed. And I love hearing your take on things where <clears throat> I've had some 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 trials and tribulations in my life. Um, I've had some health issues. I've, I've lost some people very close to me, but I've also had some wonderful things happen to me. And I do not take anything for granted. Mm. And I think that's that's the thing. But I also love hanging out with you and your husband uh, because of that beautiful energy that you have that is three years old that calls me TT in your house. Mm-hmm. It's the best. She just got some new shoes. You'll love this. I don't know if we told you. So she got these new kind of fancier shoes that Mark bought and have like a wooden whatever. And they make a little bit louder noise on the wooden floor. And she's like, Dad, it's my tap shoes, like TT. But what's funny I, is she I'm hasn't sorry. seen you tap it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. To I'm over here. <laughs> she's like slapping her feet on the ground. You have seen me when I was visiting with you a couple weeks ago. Oh, you were. Oh, you were. I was tap dancing in the bedroom. Remember, I was asking you to help me count something, and she came. She she saw us doing yeah. it downstairs. But it was socks on carpet. She's not dumb. I know. I'm not trying to say that. She's so smart. She's so advanced. Oh my gosh. No. Um. <laughs> what. Um, I love that she has tap. But she said the word tap, like she kind of put. Oh, she gets it. But I'm just saying, but she relates to like what you're, you know, what the thing is that you do the most. So obviously it comes up enough. But yeah, it was really cute. She was like clogging the crap out of these floors. <laughs> and like, I was tap and like TT. It was like, oh. <laughs> you're like, she doesn't do it like that. That's not how it happens. <laughs> um, all right, let's flip the script on you. If you weren't teaching dance. What would you be doing? If I weren't teaching dance, what yeah. would I be doing? What would, what would the career be? Um, I think, I think I would, I, I appreciate the um, atmosphere of like a good coffee shop. And so I feel like I would want to run like a coffee shop. No, 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 I'm not making the coffee. <laughs> I feel like I would want to run or open. I would be entrepreneurial. Like I have to be thinking of something. I doing think that's what that. So it would be something entrepreneurial, but I think that, I mean, if I had to say like no theater, because I'd always wanted to run like a yeah. black box theater. Nothing, so nothing entertainment wise. Um, I would probably say like creating a space because I think a space for, therefore creativity could happen or people could feel comfortable or something like that. So 
Yeah. Wherever that would be. As a barista. Yeah. No, no, I'm not doing the barista. Sorry. You, you tricked me. There would be baristas. Just not, I would not be one of them. And they would be very good at that. Because you have to know what you can and can't do. And not that I couldn't learn. I feel like there's people that have such a passion for that. And you hire people with passion. I don't want, I don't have a passion. I get that. I have because... a passion for drinking coffee and sitting in a place where coffee is drink, drunken, drink. What's the right, what's the right grammar right there? I just blanked out. I have a passion for drinking. For I was like, well, so do I. Here we go. <laughs> don't we all? Okay. Sorry. What about you? What's yours? If I wasn't in, in the arts? Yeah. I'd be back in public relations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in a nonprofit, I loved working for the homeless shelter. I loved just the wonderful people that I got to meet and, and, and feeling good about the work you do, giving back every day um, in big or small ways was so gratifying. Yeah. So I would probably go back into nonprofit work. I I obviously pick any job that I'm not going to make any money. Um, Teaching dance, working in nonprofits, you know, Things like that. Yeah. Well, you're very thoughtful of just other people's situations. Like you said, I think going back to not take things for granted. You just told me a story the other day. You were getting off around the train and saw someone near your place was like, you're like, hey, what do you need today? You want, would a sandwich help? And they're like, yeah. You're like, all right, let's go get a sandwich. I'm lucky enough to be able to eat. Or like, day. there was a girl I dated in high school and her dad, we were at oh, like a sporting event, like a Pittsburgh Penguin game or something. And he got so mad seeing homeless like it was always their fault everyone has a story right i will tell you so and he took out he took a magazine and like slapped it at some guy and was like here get a job and i was like this isn't lasting it also didn't last because i'm gay but and i was dating his daughter at the time who's sweet she's wonderful uh she's not listening to this but if she was she's sweet and she is. I would say that even if she was listening. <laughs> oh, we have to wrap this up. Okay. No, but, um, and he was a nice guy, but it really ticked me off. Like, it's one of yeah. those things that it's like, it's unfortunate. My first memory, when I think about him and he's overall a great guy, we all have times, but it was such a bad situation that I was like, wow, that was so rude. Most of America is one pay- paycheck away from being homeless. Most of us live paycheck to paycheck and you lose that one paycheck that's the rent or the car payment. And then you're moving money here to there where most of us are one paycheck away from being homeless. Wow. Sidebar. Yeah. If I didn't work in a nonprofit like you, there was one place that soothes my stole, my stole, my soul. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole medical thing. <laughs> it's a bookstore. Okay. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have a, an independent bookstore. Yeah. I think I would merge the two coffee books. What like it just needs to be. Right, Cause we'd work together. Great. Yeah. Great. We're there. Not being baristas. <laughs> I think you and I just want to hang out at a coffee shop bookstore. And? Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. I do have another question for you. Uh, what would your last meal be? Not to get like morbid, but what would your last meal be? We've talked about this. It's a filet mignon medium rare, mashed garlic mashed potatoes, asparagus with hollandaise sauce, yeah. and a we have talked molten about it, lava cake. Because I could have named all those things. Okay. Yeah. And a molten lava cake with a glass of red wine. I think that's right? mine too. I honestly don't need to look any further. I'll just say, I'm not assuming you go before me, but I'll just say I'll have what Tolson had. I love that. Thank you so much. I'll have the Tolson. Is that now a meal? <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I have a meal named after me. I love that. It's a little weird. Um Jam fam. I know we're talking a little bit about us tonight because we haven't done it in a bit, but I will tell you season seven is 
we're so fortunate to know the people that we do. And we we're bringing back people now because we're seven seasons in, we have some mind, body, soul episodes, which we haven't done in a bit. And we have a two parter, we have a two parter mind, body, soul, which is pretty exciting for season seven. We have, um, some, just some wonderful educators that have come back and some new ones I'm super excited about. And we're highlighting some colleges, universities, conservatories, which is pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think that's a shared passion that you and I have had of working with a lot of students and those that want to continue their dance education and see what a career in dance would be like and continue pursuing that after high school um, is really helping with that and really helping because the resources, they're still not really there. Um, but I Not mean, easy to find. And, that's and they were definitely not. not back in our day. I mean, you kind of just got thrown in with the wolves, uh, right. and uh, which was crazy and fun, and lots of stories came from it. But we want to make it easier for the next generation because that's our job. That's our job, right? Is to make it easier uh, to get the next generation prepared and make it easier for them to continue their education and their experience as dancers and dance educators someday. Because then they will be responsible for this beautiful thing called dance that united you and me. I know what we were going to talk about. You just brought it up. Talking about dance educators feeling uh, connected to what's happening now. Mm. And how taking class has been a challenge for some of these dance educators. And they're not picking it up because they don't, they're not gravitating toward the style. And I told this person that they just need to do what they're doing because they're a great educator. And that you and I, Joe, are now gatekeepers to give this knowledge, to pass this knowledge down. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. And I think what we, you know, that's so interesting is because sometimes, so what Michelle was saying is we, every once in a while, we need to do it more, but we just at the time, or we spend time teaching and preparing and, and having families. Now we're not training dance as much because we're not also looking to become it professionally, but also or if, if I go back and take class, which I do, but not as nearly as much as I'd like to, I do it more to become a better teacher, right? If we had to go back into the students' shoes, which none of us do a lot, right? And enough as we probably should. Uh, but it is very, um, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say stressful, but it is a different approach to what we think of class back in the day. But we're also not students anymore. Because... I was born in the thirties. Uh, it's intimidating. I don't know. Intimidating. Because, because let's say this is how this conversation came up. I share with a lot of my dance friends on Instagram, great dance videos I see. And I had shared this with you and I share this with another dance educator and they just felt really disconnected from it. And I thought it was actually pretty brilliant. And I can understand where this person's coming from. I don't know that I could go into the rooms now and do what I'm seeing on Social media, not because it's social media, because of the styles I'm seeing on social media. It's not what I was brought up doing. Well, it's hard um, to be right because we're not consistently in the dance room. We're also right. not, we're not as trained learning physically anymore like we have been because we're teaching so much. We're on the other side of it. But we have so much value from what we know because what we know is not being taught anymore. And that's the point I was trying to make to this educator you are still valuable in this industry because what you do, people aren't doing anymore. And this person is a younger person, but just has a classic style to their, their teaching and their choreography. But that's not what we're seeing right now. And I still think there's value to it. And I will always hold dear to that. I've been lucky to be able to merge styles, 
but I do think there's value to having a classic jazz style, a classic tap style, because people just want, they just, what we're seeing is all the flash, but we're not seeing the foundations anymore. And I know Joe is a jazz, I know you teach a lot of jazz. I see that foundation in your choreography. And I, I do think that no matter what, we are valuable as teachers. You said it. No, um, and, and I agree. Well, also, I it's important that we continue to preach that there's space for, you know, all Everyone. of us in this industry, that certain dancers are going to gravitate towards certain choreographers, dance instructors. And we teach, that's why this is an art. We teach what we think is important for what, and, and for what I know I can teach well. I'm, I mean, there's plenty of times I see stuff on social media and I'm like, oh gosh, I love what that person's doing. And then I, I start, to do all the time. But I start to get a little, there are times though, I'll watch something that's not far away from what I teach and it's in grasp and I have to make the decision. Do I start shifting to that sometimes? Do I dabble in that? How much okay. do I stay true to what I'm doing? I don't want to stay stagnant, you know, but I think it's important you know, someone, one person might call it stagnant. The other person might call it consistent. So it's finding, and we're still doing it. And I'm, I think I'm finding it more and more uh, where I'm at right now as a dance educator, where I am like, this is, and being okay with it. And, and, and that's definitely a mental thing is like, I'm really finding who I am as a teacher. And even within say jazz, which is what I teach more than anything, like you teach tap, where I am as a jazz teacher, like what am I teaching in the jazz world? And of right. what you're teaching in a tap road and being like, and I'm really good with that. And I don't know, I feel like it's gotten a little bit more narrow, but I've evolved over the last few years, like where I'm in, in jazz and I'm excited for it to continue to evolve. And I need to kind of be both okay if it stays. And I need to also be okay if it evolves. Right. That's tough. I just want dance educators to know you will always be valuable, no matter if you learned 50 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago, every, all the knowledge we have and can pass to down to our students is valuable. And I think that's the takeaway I want to leave with Jam Fam tonight. I love it. And I think we should leave it. Perfect. Just Thank you, Jam Fam, for, leave, for listening to us for seven seasons. We're so excited for you to join us for this season. And we hope that you continue to enjoy what we do. Uh, we can't wait to hear from you. Let us know. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We are, you can find us on Facebook at Jam Joe and Michelle's Dance Podcast, Instagram, Jam underscore dance underscore podcast, and send us an email. Tell us what you like and what you don't. Jam Dance Podcast at gmail.com. Love you, Michelle. Jam fam, thanks for listening and enjoy season seven. Joe and Michelle.